and I'm all out of bubble. If you want to be a, a wise guy, you can do it anyway. If you want to be a strong man, you can do it anyway. If you want to be an Indian chief, cowboy, you can do it anyway. They can do it in the mall. to the return of the Jackie Jones Show here on In Your Head Wrestling Radio. I am the host of the Jackie Jones Show. Jackie Jones is right, the internet icon, the pride of the pilgrims, a damn handsome man, the most honest man in all of podcasting. And as Travis Sandal here says, Jackie Jones for president in Jack We Trust. All right. Here live Wednesday, I'm going to start doing these shows here. Live Wednesday night, following AEW Dynamite, because it's the one show I like to watch. And we do In Your Head. We're still going to do In Your Head live on Tuesday nights. But by Tuesday, I don't remember what happened the night before, you know, six days before. Hell, I can barely remember stuff that happened yesterday. So. Why not just do a show right after AEW? We'll talk about it here, and then you'll tune in in your head. We'll get enters, uh, and we'll talk about news. We'll talk about a bunch of nonsense. You'll be getting a lot of stuff. So subscribe to In Your Head. I watch wrestling here on the YouTube page. Click the little bell icon. That way you'll get all the updates. And join us live Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights. And also subscribe to the new podcast page over on anchor anchor.fm because hey guys out there i've been doing the show for 16 years i love doing podcasts but i know from experience it was hard to start a podcast but today it's a little easier because of sites like anchor anchor.fm is a one in one place you're gonna go it's gonna help you record your podcast edit your podcast get your podcast out there to all the platforms it can help you monetize. It's very easy to use. Check it out. Download the free app, the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm. 
All right. Now let's get into the show. So we're going to talk about AEW Dynamite, which just happened. And I'll probably also go over All Out, since there wasn't an In Your Head this week. So uh, let's see. I took some notes. I'm prepared. All right. So uh, it opened uh, with Jericho and MJF. Now this, this is like a dream union here. Chris Jericho and MJF, the two best heels in wrestling, I, I would I would say. I mean, you might argue. Uh, I'm not sure who you would argue. But in my, for my money, the two best heels in wrestling uh, today. Good stuff. And uh, all right. So there's something I want, I want to uh, talk. I talk about this sometimes on the show is there are certain things in wrestling you just have to accept. Either, you know, because there's stuff that I appreciate uh, from when I was a kid that was hard for me to accept. It's like uh, my one of my favorite angles of all time, and it still holds up, is when the horsemen, uh, they, pay the cam- they pay a cameraman or they just uh, kidnap the cameraman, and they go and beat down Dusty Rhodes. A great angle. Part of it that I love is there was a reason why there's a cameraman there. Nowadays, there's no reason why a cameraman would be there, and that it does take away from wrestling for me. So in order for me to enjoy wrestling, I have to accept that. I'm not going to say anyone's wrong who doesn't accept that because I prefer the old way. But at the same time, if I'm going to enjoy wrestling today, I have to accept certain things because wrestling changes. Everything changes. So um, so getting that out of the way, I've accepted this as part of wrestling. It's been going on for a long time. And so why well, bring this up? Because they do a split screen afterwards where you're seeing uh, Jericho and MJF walking away from each other. And MJF says, you know, what do you say? He says, uh, I wrote it down. He's like, what an ass or something. But yeah, he walks away and um, what a loser, I believe he said. And Jericho, you know, has got this snotty look on his face. It's very funny. Not something out of a movie doesn't quite fit in uh, what I uh, grew up as for professional wrestling, but we live in a different uh, professional world today. Uh, I'm going to say this uh, before we go too, fur- too much further, too, is uh, I noticed AEW is really heavy on the promos tonight which is can be good and bad. I do think it's good to use your television to, to uh, get your characters over. So I do think you should have uh, some promos on the show. Um, when you're considered the alternative, maybe um, a little too heavy on the promos. Um, there wasn't a lot of matches, but it's also coming off a of pay-per-view. So I think um, this the show at the pay-per-view sets up new feuds and new directions for the company and also, you know, hits home what we just saw in the last one. So I, I can see it on this particular show. Um, not all the promos were great. I'll get into that uh, as we go. Uh, Lucha Brothers with Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston, great manager. Uh, I like the managers in AEW. I think they uh, get a good use out of uh, veterans and also guys like Eddie Kingston, who's, uh, I mean, he's a veteran. He's not a legend. Um, not to take anything away from him, but, you know, he's not a Telly Blanchard type legend. But uh, it's a good use for him. Uh, great promo guy. Uh, still can still wrestle, too. So, you know, he can do either one. Uh, good role for him uh, versus Jurassic Express. And right away, I noticed that the crowd was way better than the pay-per-view. Uh, the pay-per-view crowd definitely took away from the show, um, which I'll go over in a bit. But um, I thought that the pay-per-view overall was hurt by the crowd. Uh, the lack of crowd heat. There's no heat. People weren't into the matches um, for the most part, and uh, that definitely took away. If you took that same show and you put it against, um, if you put it in, a, in an actual arena, I think it would have done a lot. It would have came off a lot better. Um, that's part of. I mean, that's um, something they that can't avoid on some level, but also um, something you knew going in. 
it's not a full crowd, so maybe uh, change what you're doing. I don't know. But uh, Lucha Brothers vs. Jurassic Express crowd was into this match. Uh, it was a fun match. I like both teams. Um, what do I have down? Oh, uh, Penta has a new name, Penta El Cerro M, which um, Excalibur mentioned that that means um, uh, means something. I don't know. I wrote that. Oh, no fears, zero fears. Man with zero fears is interesting. Tony kept calling them brothers. I didn't. Are the Lucha Brothers bros brothers? I didn't know they were. I just thought it was like their bros, like their buddies. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know a lot about him besides uh, AEW. Um, uh, Jungle Boy uh, got the pin. Um, I didn't understand the finish so much. It looked like Penta Pile drove his own partner. Like I get like you'd elbow or close on your own partner by accident, but pile driving your own partner does not seem uh, doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Oh, they are legit brothers. I, I actually didn't know that. Um, but yeah, I don't really get a uh, pile driving your own your own partner. Uh, I don't know. What do I know? What's someone here? I'm interested who's here. Hey, it's a song, man. Hey, Jackie Jones. What is up? How are you doing? I'm good. You got a new name. All doing... Oh, the new name? Yeah. It doesn't right, matter. I was, just, I was just curious. I was just going over AW, but uh, you can join in if you want. So, it, uh, Did you watch AW? Oh, yeah, I did. I, got, I will say a hell of a show, definitely. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't catch the pay. Oh, okay. I'll go to the pay-per-view after. So, yeah, I didn't uh, catch the pay-per-view. I did see people in our in our our uh, Facebook page are saying, you know, that um, they're teasing dissension, like splitting up um, the team that you just put together with uh, Eddie Kingston. But I don't believe that's really what's going on. It's more of they're being put together because because they're not having great success right now. So it's more of they're arguing, and Eddie Kingston is there to combine them as a unit, as opposed to they've already they're already an established yeah. unit, and now they're splitting apart. So really, it's the reverse of that. They're split. They're splintering now, but Eddie Kingston is there to try to bring these guys together as one cohesive unit. That's how I take it. And that did it start at the pay per view, or did that start tonight? Oh, that I'm was kind tonight's of show. That was tonight. Yeah, the Tonight Show. Uh, oh yeah. Definitely. And am I wrong or something? What? Uh oh. I don't know. I think he. Uh, I don't know what happened there. Um, Lance and uh, Jake. Uh, Lance Archer and Jake the Snake did a promo in an alley. Um, I dug it. I like Jake the Snake. I don't know what the hell he's talking about half the time, but I just like to see Jake cure Jake. It's good stuff. Some people don't like Lance Archer on promos. I kind of like it. I don't. I know people like he kind of mumbles a little bit, but it's a little different than everybody else. Uh, I dig. He seems like a, a wacko. I, I like it. I did like it that uh, he, he was just like it's like getting wet because they're out in the rain, and then he's like Moxie's going to get wet because he's going to uh, he's going to sweat and piss himself. I was like, all right, Jake. Let's. I thought maybe go for blood, but no, he's just going to piss himself. Like, all right, cool. All uh, right, from there went to. Um, um, Oh, uh, Matt. So Matt Hardy, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, or I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, Matt Hardy, um, obviously people want to see, you know, are interested in what's going on with Matt. And so he comes out, cuts a pretty standard promo, uh, saying he's okay, and uh, setting up that he wants to go for a title, a chase for a title. So, I mean, he's he's a huge star. He's one of the biggest stars they have. 
um, name wise, you know, f- from the past. So um, I'm totally, f- I don't, I wouldn't put a bet title on him, but I, I think a match him going for either the world or a versus Brody Lee is uh, totally uh, feasible and smart. I think that would be something you'd want to uh, do. Uh, Reba and, and his baby Barty, I believe. Is that Barty Oil Jr.? He was, uh, he was, they were there. That was fun to see. Um, so yeah, we did that. Um, Orange Cassidy versus Angelico, which I haven't seen in a long time, Angelico. You haven't seen uh, him or, uh, you know, they were in the early AEW days, AEW days. I actually think they're a really good team. Uh, great matches. Uh, maybe a weird look. Angelico always looks like he should have a mask. And I don't mean that because he's ugly, but uh, Rebby, not Reeb, but whatever. Who cares? Begins with an R and an E and a B. Whatever. Um, Orange... <laughs> Orange Casper and Helico, but he looks like he should have a mask. Cause, and like I said, not because he's ugly, but he has like a, a full body suit. And it, do, it doesn't look quite right with just like a guy. Like he should have a, a mask, I think. Uh, I don't, I didn't know he was like, is this something he is? Like this master submission? I've never heard that brought up on the show before. I don't know. I was just thought he's a high flying guy, but I don't know. I don't know a lot about him. Um, it was kind of a shaky. He was setting up for this uh, the submission move after they put him over being the submission uh, specialist, and it uh, it took a lot of setup to get him in, get Orange into the move. It didn't look particularly good. Uh, quick match, though, which I think is smart because sometimes um, I don't say job match; it's not a jobber match, not a squash match. But I think sometimes their matches in AEW when they have the star versus a guy that they're really not pushing. Um, is too competitive and goes too long. And I'm not saying he should squash in Helico, but this, this to me was the perfect uh, length match for, for this kind of match. Cause orange is one of their main guys. Uh, and Helico is not a guy that's really uh, pushed. So you don't just squash him like he's a nobody, but you also have orange go over um, decisively. So I like that smart match. I would say I like the orange punches as finisher. I like it for a few reasons. I think it fits them. I think orange punch is a cute name. And it also um, for for the internet marks, uh, they're they're you know going to get their jollies. They're like, hey, this guy's using one of uh, the boy, the man, one of well, not Becky Lynch, but one of uh, the the guy, the established guy of WWE, Roman Reigns. He's using his finisher. All right. Uh, it's funny though because I was thinking Hell and Helico being very small guy, but he was uh, much taller than than Orange. Uh, Santino and Ortiz, Santana and Ortiz ran out. Santino, that'd be cool. Santana and Ortiz ran up proud and powerful. Uh, beat down Orange Cassidy. The best friends make the save, setting up. Um, they're doing some kind of uh street fight or something uh next week. Uh, fucking Marvez, who I hate, Alex Marvez. Nothing, I'm sure he's a good guy, but my god, I can't stand this dude. So it got a pop out of me when the Young Bucks just super kicked the guy's head off. I was like, hell yeah. But they're supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to be a heel move. So maybe, maybe not the, the, if you're going to, if you really do want to heal a uh, reaction, uh, they should super kick someone that's beloved by the audience. Not someone that probably most people don't uh, like. So uh, maybe Tony, uh, I want to see, see, I, I was just saying, I want to see Tony get kicked, but that would be perfect. Cause then it would be like, well, what the fuck? The Young Bucks just kicked Tony Schiavone, those bastards. But they, they super kicked Alex Marvez, and it's like, good. Can we get that guy out of here? And for the rest of the show, they did put that over the rest of the show. They're like, they find him five grand. You know, you can't, you can't be just kicking this guy. He's just, you know, a helpless or hapless, uh, you know, doofus. Well, they didn't say that, but he wore, he's like a suit. So, 
Um, Kip Sabian and Penelope. All right. I'm fine with um, comedy and wrestling. I actually like it. If I'm entertained by wrestling for whatever reason, I like it. It can be silly comedy. It could be serious stuff. It could be hardcore matches. It could be great tag team matches. There's lots of things. It could be promos. Whatever it is, if I enjoy it, it doesn't matter to me if it's whatever. But that being said, bad comedy I do not need. And this was bad comedy. Sorry. It's not particularly good. I do think uh, Kip Sabian has gotten better. Um, he's got more presence. He has more uh, confidence, I think, since since his debut in AEW. Uh, Penelope, I think, is a star of the two, but I still like uh, Kip Sabian's okay. Uh, but this was bad. This was like a bad WWE skit, uh, like a birthday skit, or this is your life kind of skit. Um, who's the best man? They bring out this fat dude called Puff. And you were supposed to laugh because he's a fat guy, I guess. And I'm not here being like, you can't make fat jokes and all that kind of stuff. But it was just cheap and not funny. If it was funny, okay, but this was lame. And then uh, for some reason, they want to make Brian Pillman Jr. just seem like a total goof. And I don't know why, because I actually think that he has more star power. I think he has more potential than, um, than Kip Sabian, to be honest. So, uh, but he's made to look like a total J Brown to uh, Kip Sabian, which I, I didn't, I don't quite get. I think that's a mistake. I don't know, I don't, I don't get the reasoning with with him. So I was really not digging this segment. I thought this is this is a fail uh, until uh, the best man came out, Miro, and I was so excited because I'm a huge Rusev fan. I'm glad to see Rusev in AEW. Uh, Miro, I'm cool with the name. I think they could he could do a lot better than being uh, teamed up with Kip Sabian. I guess it's kind of cute, uh, the Twitch connection. I've never been on Twitch in my life, so that means nothing to me. I mean, I'm not – I joke about being an old man. I know I'm 44, but I don't think I'm like an elderly man. But I don't fucking know about – about uh, even though I'm doing a show here live on Zoom off, uh, off YouTube. But I don't know these uh, Twitch things. And uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong here. I don't think an angle based on Twitch – is great television, but I don't know. Maybe the, the kids love it. Maybe next, next week they're going to do a TikTok angle. I don't know, but, um, Miro is a big plus. Uh, I'll see how this goes with him and, uh, Kip Sabian. I think he should definitely could have been paired with someone better. Um, I did like the promo though. The look I like too. uh, the blonde hair, it looks kind of cool on him. Um, he could have maybe been, he kind of dressed like a bum, could have maybe had something a little nicer on instead of like a, a weird t-shirt. I forget what was even on it. He just looked like he was sitting around, I guess, playing video games on Twitch. He looked, he didn't dress like a star. And I don't say he had to have a three-piece suit or something, but he, he didn't look too impressive. Uh, but I did like the promo. He's talking about the glass ceiling and the, um, and the invisible brass ring. And he's like, you could taste, take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. Elite recognizes elite that's why i'm wearing this i'm f- the fucking elite uh gucci shirt yeah it was a good it was gucci but it had like some weird uh had like a little uh cartoon asian car i don't know i didn't care for it i didn't see that and think this is a badass he was like a goof but big plus that's a good pickup i know there's some backlash about aw bringing a lot of uh, xwwe guys but if you bring in guys that have following and that are over, have a built-in um, fan following, and also 
to the fans of AEW, these are guys that we know were misused in WWE. I think I think it's smart. And plus, it's like, where do you get guys? You're either going to get ex-WWE guys or um, indie guys. I mean, where else are you going to get talent? It's not like there's a hundred territories around. And it's like, oh, yeah, let's, we'll go get AWA and get some guys. And then we'll go down to, to Florida. And then we'll get, you know, this guy that's making a name for himself up in Oregon. And I mean, you're either going to get these are the guys you're going to get. I also, uh, just real quick, a little bit of a tangent, but I, I've heard people, because I've been trying to keep up with what people think of, uh, of wrestling nowadays. So I've watched uh, some stuff. Just some just some clips of uh, various people in the inter- in the internet. Um, I can I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan of Hannibal. Nothing to get. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he is no no presence. Um, he's a nice guy on our show and everything. Nothing against him. So I just don't really like watching him. Uh, Conan and Disco. I really dig. I think they're probably the closest, even though they don't really care for AEW, but just uh, me personality wise, I think I like them the best. I think they're very funny. They're also not mean spirited. Like um, Cornette's very mean spirited, but anyway, where it's going with this was there is a thing that people say. Cornette says this, uh, disco says this about um, AEW has their, like these guys are over to their fans, but they say it like that. They're not over to anybody else. But I think you could say that about anyone in the history of wrestling. Everyone was over to their fans. So, like, the ECW guys were over to ECW fans. Uh, Nitro guys were over to Nitro fans. Like, who isn't over to their own fans? Like, I don't really get that. Like, okay, Stone Cold was over to the WWF, to the WWF fans. Now he brought in new fans, so I understand. I get where they're going with it, but at the same time, you have to ha- you want to have people that's over to your own fans. What else? I mean, it's better than theoretical. Like these guys have a theor- theoretical audience. Okay, but if they're if they're not really there, then what do you have? Nothing. If these people are over to actual to an actual fan base, at least you have actual fans. When they had crowds, I mean, they got big crowds, and the. Um, and like the uh, what do they call them? I forget. Like their their fan fest kind of things. They, I was at one. I mean, it was a huge turnout. The place then had a people were crazy, just spending money like insane. And uh, things over. Go with it. Uh, Gogo says I get near wanting to defend his wife, but I do not believe Meltzer is making stuff up. Even Cornette, who does not like Meltzer anymore, said Meltzer does not make stuff up. I'm not sure what that's in reference to, but I agree. Um, I've never, um, I'm actually, I've listened to Meltzer and, and read The Observer since the 90s, late 90s. Uh, and wa- and ever since I was on the internet since 2000, I've watched him. And um, do I do I agree with everything he says? No. But he's, I, he's never struck me as a guy who made stuff up. He might be told stuff that might not be true sometimes or accurate. But uh, definitely not a guy who makes stuff up. So I didn't. I don't know what. Uh, maybe he said something that just wasn't true, wasn't accurate. But I'm, that's different than making. Like, for instance, Incher claims we said he laughs like a child and pointed at him and laughed. Do I think he's lying about that? And no. But did it happen? No. So well, that's a little different because I think he just dreamt that up. I don't think Dave Meltzer sits around and dreams up stuff. I think he has maybe some people tell him something. And either plans change or that person wasn't accurate. But I did see that Ryback said he, that the world would be better off if Dave Meltzer was dead. 
Now that's a, that's a little overboard. Even people I don't care about in wrestling, I don't wish death upon them. Like Big Mosh back in the day, I didn't was not a fan of this man. I didn't say the be the world would be better off if Big Mosh had died. No, no. I mean, come on. Back in the day, you watching Cisco and Ebert, you say, "Hey, these guys are schmucks." I don't believe they're. It's a bad example because now they're both dead. Maybe there was a Ryback of, back in the day. He was just watching that. He's like, the world would be better off if these two guys weren't around. That's what happened to him. So the point is, Ryback, watch what you say. What if, what if something happens to Meltzer? Now you're going to feel bad. So anyway, screw all that. Hangman Page, sit-down interview. Um, it was kind of, it was, it was okay. It was, he was talking about, um, it's weird because I, I, I'm not as huge on Hangman Page as some people are. Um, I think he's definitely improved. I think he has great matches, definitely better matches than when the show first started. I don't see the charisma a lot of people talk about. I think he's charismatic, but I don't think he's got like over over the edge, over the world like charisma. Not huge fan of his promos. Still think he needs some work on. on he's uh, he's there's something missing. Uh, about hangman to me but uh, i don't really like the drunk stuff not because I, I don't drink anymore but it's like it's a little hokey that he's just he has a drink on him all the time no matter what he's doing it's like come on is he just like shit faced 24 7 i'll be honest my grandfather did drink all the day so maybe it is accurate I don't know. but uh, yeah, it was fine I thought I, later on Kenny Omega's promo was better, and I'm not, I'm not really a big uh, Kenny Omega fan as as a, a personality, but I thought this was his best promo, which we'll talk about later. And uh, if he always acted like that, I'd probably be a big fan of his. It was serious. His goofy. I'm fine with someone being goofy if I find him entertaining, but when he's goofy, I just think, what a weirdo. Uh, Hagar, uh, Hagar and Jericho, Jake and Jericho. I'm an instant fan. I like this. Uh, I like that they're going for the tag belts. I'm into this. Uh, Hagar and, and Jericho versus Janella and Sunny Kiss. I also like the Kiss and, and uh, Janella uh, team. I know some people are really anti-Janella. I'm fine with them. Um, I actually like the pairing. I think Sunny Kiss is a star. Uh, lots of charisma. Talented in the ring. Stands out. And not just for the obvious. I think he, he has a he, she, whatever you want to call him. Whatever. Uh, has star power. I did notice that because uh, Jr. You know he got in trouble for calling Sunny Kiss uh, her, and uh, since then you know Sunny said he uh, he'll he um, correct he he you know he'll take he or she, and so uh, during the show he'll call you know Sunny Kiss he she, but he, at one point he actually referred to uh, Hagar as her, which I think was just he was getting caught up in all this. But there's no DQ match. Um, it was actually longer than I expected. And like I said earlier about, I think some of these matches should be shorter that are like that. This one I think was fine being longer because they've actually established this as like a, a sub feud. I'll, I'll call it because they've had history um, and they've done stuff together. So uh, this worked for me. I liked it. It was a really fun match. Um, I know some people call it garbage wrestling. I thought it was just a fun, hardcore match. I dug it. My um, one um, negative, as I say, I wouldn't. I don't think Sonny should have took the the fall. I would have had uh, Janella take the fall. I'm not a Janella hater, but I think Sonny has more upside. Uh, surprising competitive match. I liked it. And then afterwards, Jake and Jericho uh, going for the tag belts. I like it. Uh, my only issue is FTR heels 
And I know they say there's no heel and baby faces. I don't agree. Um, I don't think you need to play it up all the time as prominently, but um, you still have baby faces and heels. And uh, to have, uh, I don't know about two heels. I think two faces wrestling uh, makes more sense than a heel heel feud. FTR versus Jake and and Jericho, I think, um, will have great promos if you include Tully. And the match itself will be really good, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that feud. But I do like uh, – because right, they're – if you have so many single stars that are top guys, they get kind of lost because, like, well, what do we do? Do we have five top matches on one show? It's kind of weird. So we just – we just we had Kenny and Hangman were in the main event – were tag team. Now they're established they're not going to be a team anymore. So then you you have two potential main event guys now in the singles again. So now you're taking other two main event guys, uh, Jericho and Hagar, and you're going to put them in the tag division for a while. Also in AEW, which could be in all of wrestling, in my opinion, you, you can main event with anything. And you can main event with uh, the TNT title on TNT. You can main event with the world title. You can main event with the tag belts. In theory, you should be able to main event with the women's belt. I don't think right now they just don't have any um, – women that could do that right now, but in theory, you can do that. You can do that in WWE. I actually believe it's when, um, when Becky main event, and I also believe when Charlotte main event. So in theory, all your world titles should be able to main event. So you could main event with the tag belts. Totally believable. Uh, star wise, I think FTR versus, uh, Jake and Jericho would be a fine main event, but it's a weird, uh, heel versus heel. So it has that weird, I don't know, but, in theory, I like it. It also elevates the tag tag division. Um, I think it's probably helpful for um, to prolong Jericho's longevity to be in a tag team. Doesn't have to take as many bumps. Uh, Jake can play the the big guy coming to do the big moves. I like it. Uh, MJF promo. Uh, I always like MJF, and he came out and um, they uh, he fired his staff. He's like. They're gone, which I was good. I'm good with that. I don't like the, uh, the, all the, the, uh, his campaign thing. It was funny, but MJF's so good on promos, he doesn't need other people there. It just kind of takes away. So just MJF and Warlow. That's like, uh, Mox promo on Archer. It was good. Uh, you see a monster. I see a man. It's talking about, um, Archer. I think that'll be a good match. Uh, that's what, I think on the October 14th, that matches. So we have some time to build that up. Uh, FTR with Tully Celebration. Um, I do like the new symbol. I think it's this, or is it this? This? It's kind of like this, but there's only three of them, so it's this. Fear the Revel... Fear the Re- not Fear the Revolution. Fear the Revelation. I like I liked that name. Um, when you just called him FTR with and it meant nothing, it made no sense to me. That was just strange. It's just a cop out and it didn't even make any sense. Who would who would call themselves like three letters and it means nothing? It doesn't it's strange. You wouldn't be AEW and then the AEWs don't mean anything, or ECW, but the ECWs don't stand for anything. It doesn't that makes no sense. So it stands for something I like it. Um they called out the gun club. Maybe I should watch Dark. Are they used on Dark? Because I, I, they literally just sit there in the crowd, as far as I know. Why would they even be having a, a, a match, even a non-title match for some? I don't understand that. Um, 
they're going to wrestle Jurassic Park next week. I like that they use the non-title match as part of the storyline because normally it kind of makes no sense. But they're like, to be to get the title match, you have to beat us. Now, that makes sense. Otherwise, a non-title match makes no sense because it happens so much in WWE, people would beat the champions, and it wouldn't even lead to a title shot. If it didn't lead to a title shot, why was there a non-title match in the first place? What would you gain out of it? It made no sense. Uh, FTR fits better with Tully than the goofball Spears. I agree that they fit with him, but I actually like Spears. I think Spears is good, and, and uh, I like uh, I, I like all of them together, to be honest. Uh, I don't think this was the best, though. Uh, not the best. I didn't. Uh, the end was real cheese ball. I thought when they dumped the ice on them, uh, the whole little battle just came off kind of cheesy. I don't know. It seemed it seemed a little flat. I wasn't into it. I also think it's funny that the, that a lot of the the heels and AEW use uh, Jim Cornette catchphrases, and I actually think they they're playing Jim Cornette because Jim Cornette will like, oh, they're listening to us. And you know, oh man, they, they, dude, they're they're literally they're purposely using your catchphrases so you mention them on your show. Honestly, that's what's happening. Uh, so he's throwing out you know cosplay and comedy gimmick, and so you know I'm sure they got a big pop by, from Cornette. Another thing, Cornette, they might be listening to you, but you're watching them because you know what's happening. Um, uh, you know, MJF does that a lot too. You'll throw out the, the Cornette references. And I just think it's funny because to me, it's like they're clearly playing this gimmick and they're playing it up to, uh, because that's why MJF, when he was saying like he grew up watching these great wrestlers and he put Ernie Ladd in there and it's like, Ernie Ladd, I mean, that's a guy that he literally just put him in there because it's the guy Cornette talks about. He's not like, not known as a great technical wrestler. Uh, again, this is when I noticed there's so there's really promo heavy on the show because they had promo, 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 then another promo. Uh, you were supposed to be Darby Allen come out, but it was um, Ricky Starks, who I, I, I like this guy. I didn't know him. I just knew he was in power, but I don't watch power. Uh, Taz on commentary. I'm not a big fan of Taz on the commentary, but if he if it's just used for something like this, it's better. Uh, when he's the real goofball on commentary, I think it takes away from him trying to be a serious manager. Um, uh, that was fine. Uh, Tay Conti. Now, isn't that the, the guy who sings Chocolate Rain? Chocolate Rain. Isn't it? I don't know. It was weird because they build, they make all this mention if they just signed Ty Conti. And then they put her in a match with Nyla Rose where she gets killed. Seems odd to me. Like, hey, we signed this person. Yeah, just get ass kicked. She's not good. Sorry, she's not very good. Um, I'm glad it was in, again. It was a quick match. Uh, she had her um, Conti, 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 Ty, whatever. She had Nyla Rose in the armbar. Uh, Nyla powered out of it and gave her the beast bomb. I, li- I like that. Uh, quick match, good. Dug it. Excuse me. All right. Uh, Sheeta comes out and saves Ty. They bring up again Bucks fine five grand. I like that they're hitting home that this was a dastardly deed by the Young Bucks. Has me interested what's happening with the Elite. I kind of think they all end up back together. It's just all teasing. I don't know, but it has me interested to see where it all goes. Uh, Kenny Omega sit down interview. I was surprised by this because I, I, re- I uh, normally uh, can't stand Kenny Omega on uh, promos. I just think, God, I can't stand this dude. Like, I couldn't imagine being around him. He just, he's so unfunny and strange. 
But uh, this was good. If you if you always did these promos, I'd, I'd be a fan of his because his matches are excellent. I dug it. Talked about coming into the show, into AEW, and everyone had their their belief that he was the singles guy. He was the, the ace of the company. It was a lot to live up to. Then he found this tag team, and then he started to think, maybe this is what I'm meant for. And then um, now that it's ended, he's like, now I want to go back to the singles. I like it. It's kind of a slow, you know, uh, burn to this feud because you had Hangman saying, you know, uh, you know, they want to keep doing this. We'll find out. Uh, October 14th, Moxie versus Archer, and they plug next week's show. A lot of good stuff going on. We're going to see uh, Jake and Jericho versus uh, Private Party. Uh, that'll be good. I like to see these, you know, I like I like the idea of them being the team. Um, uh, they hit a home again about FTR versus Jurassic Express. Now, Jurassic Express has to win the match to get a title match. I like that. I like, I, I think that's a good way to go because that way you have, you'd have to beat FTR twice to win the belts. You'd have to beat him to even get a title shot. I like that. Uh, there's main event time. That's what I was really looking forward to. Uh, Brody Lee versus Dustin Rhodes. Dustin's one of my favorite guys in AEW. I think he's been tremendous the last 10 years, getting himself the best shape of his career. Um, him and uh, Cody and, um, and WWE were, had some of the best matches at the time. There's stuff with the Shield. And great stuff. Amazing stuff. And uh, it was really disappointing to see him in such good shape and then uh, never do anything. But, like, that tag stuff was good, but never do it. You know, he'd be putting singles match, and it would just be, you know, a couple-minute match. Uh, he's used sparingly in AEW, which is probably smart because he's an older guy, and, you know, you don't want to it, – it, it, it seems important when he has a match. And he knows how to put together a match. He knows how to make the match seem important. Uh, and he and I know sometimes people have a problem with AEW matches always jump starting. This time it made sense because he hey you know he's pissed. Brody's a guy who put his uh, his brother out and and his uh, sister in law, and so he goes right after Brody. Makes total sense in storyline. Uh, just a big brawl, and you know um, Brody's usually playing the big man in a match, and this is a match where it's a guy. It's basically a size, probably uh, height wise, maybe. Uh, about the same uh both big guys brody's probably a little thicker but still you know uh comparatively the same uh dustin's pulling out a lot of crazy moves like the hurricanrana and the sunset flip like bomb again makes sense because he wants to beat this guy and he and this is a big dude established guy he's gonna pull it all stops to try to beat him so he's even doing stuff out of his comfort zone um there was an ec dub chant for i'm not i have no idea why um, good match, really good match. It was hard hitting, was physical. This is the kind of wrestling I like. I dug it. Um, I really like Brody Lee since he killed Cody. I think he has more fire to him. I'm really liking it. I was really not digging uh, Brody when he first came in, but um, I think they've kind of re uh, give it a new kick and a restart. Not really restart because if you just restart it, it makes no sense, but. It's given him some new life. And then all the guys came out and started beating up everybody afterwards. They were carrying out QT. I like that over the shoulder. Uh, they held up Dustin and just kicked him right in the balls. I like that. Good stuff. Sweet spinning lariat. AEW. I was a fan. Um, probably uh, a little promo heavy on the show. Uh, there was some bad comedy. A couple other promos I thought were a little flat. The FTR thing didn't really work for me. The 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 
the idea coming out of it that you know they have to win uh, the non-title match for title match alike, but the rest of it was not really big on the jumping ice on them and stuff was kind of cheesy. Um, I didn't like the the Kip Sabian promo at all. I thought that was terrible. Uh, but I did like I do like that uh, Rusev's in the company. I like the the best man name. I guess if he's just going to be called the best man, there was a Rusev Day chant. We'll see where it goes. I'm not uh, I'm not thrilled about him being paired with Kip Sabian, but we'll see. Maybe he'll elevate Kip Sabian. I hope it, I hope it's not just all twitch though. I want to see uh I want to see uh, Miro kick ass, not just talking about Twitch. I don't give a fuck about Twitch. Uh, no mention of them building up Cody speaking at the end of the show. Oh, the wasn't that like some game show or something? I don't give a shit about that. Uh, Joey Janela, I saw it when I went down. You know, when I was going to do the show. But I can't, you know, I'm going to do this show. I can't just start watching some game show. But he was, like, doing, like, uh, I don't know. Don't they have, like, a million of these shows or, like, poor man's, like, American Gladiator type shows? Didn't, like, the Rock host one? I have no interest in it. Uh, it was kind of, It's kind of lame, though, because Cody's supposed to be killed, and then he's just, like, totally fine on this other show. Uh, Joey. Okay, so the pay per view all out. We had uh Joey Janela, Sunny Kiss versus Serpentico. I'm not familiar with Serpentico. I thought maybe Serpentico was gonna win. I thought he was like this new guy they're pushing, but Joey Janela went over. Which you have to give. Uh, you have to give Janela some wins if you know if people are gonna care about his other matches. Uh, Private Party uh versus Dark Order. These were both the uh the dark matches on the pay per view, whatever they they're called. Uh, that match was fine. All right, so the, the pay-per-view started. All right, I'm an AEW fan. My favorite wrestling on TV. It's the only show I look forward to. But I'm also the most honest man in podcasting. Big Swole versus Brick Breaker was the drizzling shits. Horrible. Just an awful match or whatever you want to call it. This, this was WWE-level bad stuff. This is right up there with uh, the worst of the worst of the cinematic matches. This garbage. Uh, Big Swole is awful. I, I'm not sure w- what they see in her. She's not good at anything. Britt Baker is a great uh, promo. A good wrestler, too, but she's hurt right now. So uh, from understand, they had to do, do a match like this to get the um, – to get the because uh, she's hurt, so she you know you had to do some kind of gimmicky thing. But to me, it was just god-awful, just, just awful. TV. Uh, the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. Uh, this match was good. I don't really remember much much about it. This happened, but it was fine. Uh, Lance Archer. Oh, he Lance. So they did a twenty-one man battle royal. It was really sloppy. I remember the battle royal. Very sloppy match. Uh, a lot of people missed a lot of moves, but uh, it was fun. I like I like battle royals. Um, I like their take on the 21 man battle royal where they come out in groups. It's sort of like the rumble, but you get different guys and then you get a, uh, you get the, um, the 21 man, the 21st guy's always a surprise. And this time it was, um, how was the guy's name? I forget, but yeah, I just call him the shock master, which I know people are taking now, but I believe I said it first, I said it live in the chat. Uh, he goes up for the move, Matt Seidel. Thanks, Vince Rudo. Matt Seidel 
and just I feel bad for him. I mean, he slipped, but my God, your your uh, your debut in the first big movie, you do you just fall? At least he didn't get hurt. I'll say that, and I won't hold that against them. I mean, you know, I ain't thinking that. But it, it was it wasn't a good uh, de- a good debut. But that match wasn't particularly good. But it was fun just seeing everybody in there. Uh, Lance Archer won, so uh, he gets the title match on October fourteenth. Uh, then this is a match a lot of people are talking about. Uh, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. I'm a fan of a uh, Sammy. Wow! So it starts out fun. It's a it's a callback to the uh, to Sammy getting run over with the uh, with the golf car. He comes running out this time. He's like I'm gonna run you over. All right, so that starts out fun. Uh, then of course we'll just get to it. They they climb up the uh, forklift or they take the forklift up. They're battling Sammy Spears, um, Matt off the forklift through the table, over overshoots the table, lands on the back of his head. Looks awful. I honestly thought maybe. He just says, but I thought maybe Matt died for a minute. Or, like, I even thought, like, you're going to see blood. Like, it was bad. It looked really bad. He splatted right on the back of his head on the concrete from a pretty high up thing. He couldn't get up. He's, like, knocked out. And uh, so they end the match, which is, we know, what should have happened. Yuri uh, says it wasn't that bad. Oh, he meant maybe the show, I guess. But I, if he meant that Matt Hardy spot, it was it was a pretty bad landing. Uh, or maybe he meant the big that big swole match was the shits. That that no one's gonna tell me that wasn't bad. That was just awful. Uh, but Matt Hardy, um, Sammy Guevara. So uh, Sammy does spear. Matt lands in the back of his head. It's knocked out. They stop the match. Then they restart the match. And I mean, I I don't really see anyone's gonna argue that this match should have continued. It definitely should. And obviously, Matt, I've heard people say, well, that's what a wrestler would say. I think that's what anybody anybody would say. Anyone who's competitive, a wrestler, any athlete, or anyone that's just uh, even an actor, someone who uh, has passion in what they do, um, are going to say they can, they can keep doing it, even if, they, even if they shouldn't. So you can't really take someone's, you know, uh, voice at that point in time. Like, obviously, they're going to say they're okay. Um, uh, and you know, this isn't 30 years ago. We know about head trauma and there's really no reason to keep this continuing. And even on a practical level, so they keep the mat, they restart the match and it leads up to this, uh, fall from Sammy Guevara off like the stage. And like, it looks after we've just, we just saw a really bad bump. They restart the match to do like a really phony bump. Which I'm I'm fine with doing the phony bump because I don't want guys to kill themselves. But after we just saw a real bump, it really puts over how phony it is, and it, it's it's really kind of lame. It's like so, we just saw this guy really get hurt. Now we see this phony thing, and then we're supposed to take that seriously. Um, if you just would have ended the match, and I know it would be kind of uh, exploiting like an actual uh, a bad landing, but build that up. You could have ran with that. Say, look, look what happened to Matt Hardy. He is unkillable. This happened to him, and now he's going to come back. I know it's storyline that if he lost, he, he had to retire and all this stuff. It's wrestling. You write the thing, write something that he can come back. Uh, maybe he challenges Sammy to something and offer something up else up. If he if he can win, he can get he can come out of retirement. There's so many different ways you can get out of the retirement. 
Our fans would have understood it, obviously. And you could have just just kept showing that, showing this terrible bump in the back of his head. And then when he can come back, it would be that much more of fans behind him. Like, wow, he came back from this. Leave him off for a little while. Let him sell the injury. And let, let him actually heal up and, and make sure he's okay. So uh, on a, a serious level and just a practical level, uh, for the show-wise, I think it would be better just to stop it. Uh, Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa. I saw a lot of people really love this match. I personally thought it just went too long. I can't say like the, the work was bad, but like it hadn't, the crowd wasn't, this is probably a match that would have been better with the crowd. Um, I just felt it went too long. I was not bad, but uh, I wasn't in love with it like a lot of people were. Uh, Matt Cordova, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares versus uh, the Dark Order. I thought this was, this was fine. Um, FTR versus Kenny and Adam Page. Again, I saw some people saying they loved this match. I didn't because no no crowd heat whatsoever. And I know people say, like, you can watch a match, turn off the the sound for a match, and it's bad. But I'm sorry, part part of what makes a match fun is the crowd. And if these guys are doing these crazy moves – and doing this like 30 minute epic match and the crowd's not into it. It's, it's not enjoyable. It wasn't enjoyable to me. I can't say they were bad at all, but it just was this never ending match where they just did moves after moves without the crowd caring. And I was just like, okay, just, just end this. Sorry. It wasn't, it wasn't an enjoyable match for me and uh, not by the lack of trying by either team, but this is definitely a match that got hurt by no crowd. If you had an actual crowd there, it probably would have uh, stole a show. But I think you you have to learn how to do these matches with only you know twenty people in the crowd. This one didn't work. I don't I don't know why the crowd was so dead. Uh, even just normally the crowd is the the wrestling crowd is more into it. You know the wrestlers, but the no one was into this into this show for some reason. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus Jericho to me was it match of the night. Um, I think it was the the only match on the show up to this that that built up properly. It built up like an actual match, and even though it's kind of you know a corny thing, the idea of throwing the guy into the into the mimosa, it built like a match. It built up to the big fall. It built like a traditional match, and that's what made it uh, dramatic. It made it exciting. I was into it. They kept teasing you know someone falling into it. They led up to it, and then. They did the big move, and he fell into it. It was built like an actual match, and it worked. It was fun. Is it kind of goofy? Yeah, but it's wrestling. It worked for me. I liked it a lot. I'm a big fan of Orange Cassidy, my favorite wrestling in wrestling right now. Jericho's right up there, my two favorites probably. I liked it. I thought it was the best match of the night. Uh, Moxley versus MJF. Um, he was banned from using the paradigm shift. Uh, I like this match too. Um, MJF usually has uh, matches I like. They're a little uh, more of a traditional wrestling match. I thought the finish was really good. Um, it told the story. You told the story in the match. He couldn't use the paradigm shift. The, the heels, they're cheating. Um, you think it's no DQ, so you can't necessarily cheat. There wasn't no DQ. I don't know. But, but anyway, he, they were cheating. The ref didn't see it. But 
they um Moxley used the ref being uh, distracted to hit his move. So he he outthought the uh, the the heels and won. So it was really you think about the traditional uh, wrestling match where the babyface uh, outthought the heels. So I liked it. So I enjoyed the pay per view, but honestly, a huge step down from uh, previous AEW pay per views. A lot of it is just uh, the lack of having a crowd. You also had a lot of um. A lot of the big guys in the in the uh, battle royal that you know so weren't in the matches. Um, if you're gonna do these no crowd matches, uh, pay per views, I would suggest uh, cutting the time down on the matches. It's hard to do a 30 minute match uh, anyway, but without a crowd into it, hmm, I don't know. I think it's pretty rough. Uh, Vince Rudo says it could have been longer to fill time for the Hardy match. It's possible. I probably, I mean, you don't know what to do at, at that point in time, but uh, maybe just draw an, uh, an extra match or something. But I think in theory, they probably would have thought like this match is going to not, is going to, can't miss. Um, and I do think with, with the crowd, it would have been, um, it would have been a different story. So I'm going to go over these questions. Uh, this won't be a super long show because normally I'm going to do in your head and then this uh, next night. Um, normally I'll, I'll take calls and stuff, but, uh, not tonight. All right. Let's see here. And if you call on the Wednesday show, make sure you watch the AEW paper uh, show. Cause it's just going to be an AEW uh, show. Basically the Tuesday night, you could zoom in and talk about whatever you want. Uh, Travis says, I think the crowd's taken out of the show after the hearty bump. That's possible. Um, Oh yeah, these are two things I should bring up though. Like uh, Vince Rudo says. Uh, so, um, by the way, if you ever have uh, topics or questions, or whatever, you can email me at uh, iwhitewrestling at gmail dot com, or post them on the Facebook group. But if you're not a social media guy or not a Facebook guy, uh, email's best. But um, so uh, yeah, the um, the Twitch stuff. So WWE went out and they were like the the guys, everyone, not just guys, guys and girls, um, the wrestlers, the superstars. Uh, can't use third party things like Twitch and Cameo, not even under their real name. And uh, this caused a ruckus. Uh, by I think anyone with sense, anyone who's not an asshole, uh, thought this was bad. There are some fans who who were for it, which I just came to wrap my mind around. I even I saw Jim Cornette was around. I like Jim Cornette, but he is like so out of touch. I'm sorry when he when I heard what he said about this, and he's like saying like, you know, people shouldn't be on stuff like on, on, they should only be in character. Like, dude, if you had guys go on on Twitch and they're like talking about like their real life, like they're supposedly really feuding with these guys, people are gonna think you are so corny, like. You can't do that today. Everyone who watches it knows what it is. And I, I, just, I don't think on the show itself, I want my them telling me that they're not really feuding, but I don't expect these people in their real life on social media to act like this stuff's legit. Like, I just think that's embarrassing. And you're not going to stop people today from using uh, social media or websites and stuff. And then right now, um, you know, they need money, more money coming in because there's no house shows. They're not making money off the pay-per-views like they used to. Uh, so they're like in their downside guarantee, I guess. 
Um, so they're going to make some extra income on uh, Twitch and uh, Cameo and things like that. You, I don't think you, you can stop these people from doing it. I don't think you should stop these people from doing it, especially if they're using their real names. I personally think you should let them use their gimmick name because it brings eyes and attention to WWE, which is needed right now. They're not looking at it from an angle that I think they're really missing. These guys, these people, guys and women, they're going to go on social media. They're going to do these Twitch things, Cameo, whatever it is, YouTube. They're going to get the fan, the, the fan base that watch that stuff. They're going to feel more connected to them because they know them as people now. What that does is it gets you invested in them. If you're invested in them, you're more likely to watch the show that they're on. You're like, hey, I really like this person on, you know, on Up, Up, Down, Down. Or I really like Paige or whoever it is on uh, Twitch. Maybe you just think they're hot. But either way, you're like, well, I want to see more of them. Where do I see more of them? I could see them doing their thing on WWE TV, so I'm going to go watch it. Also, you're going to be invested. I'm going to go buy some of their merchandise. I think they're really uh, missing the boat here. They're always talking about social media and things trending and all the followers on Twitter. What's the point of that? The point of that is that you want people invested in your product. Otherwise, who gives a shit? What is it? Just a number out of the blue? It doesn't mean anything. This is all an extension of that. The The more they're out there, the more people are interested, the more attention it brings to the WWE television. So if you have, if they can't use their gimmick name, which that's up to them, whatever they want to do, uh, then it's just like, hey, this is, you know, Abe Schwartz. Who the hell is that? I don't know. But, you know, if they're out there and this is Paige or whatever, they're like, oh, well, now I can go find them. But so that, and that, I think that's something to overlook. It's just petty. The idea, obviously, there's other things too. It's like that they call, they don't say they're employees. They're independent contractors. You can you can stop your plumber from going on YouTube. Even if you're like I've got okay, I'm redoing I'm redoing the whole plumbing in my house, so I got to pay this guy a lot of money because he's got a lot of stuff to do. And then I go and think, what? He's on YouTube. The hell are you doing, buddy? No, if they're it's on their own time, do whatever the hell they want. So it's bullshit. And then I saw fans. That were for it, and honestly, I just think you're an asshole. And it's weird because I also see a lot of a lot of the fans that were against it are people that love to call everyone cucks, and then they're like wanting the wrestlers to be literal cucks. They're like, "Oh, you guys are cucks and wimps and whiners," but then they're against them standing up for their own rights as workers. That doesn't add up in my mind. They're like, we don't want wrestlers to be wimps and cocks, but we want them to be subservient to their employer. I, I don't get it. I don't understand that, that that mindset at all. There's a lot of bootleg, bootlegging wrestling fans. I agree with that, Urias. And it's weird because most of them are people who hate WWE. They hate WWE, don't watch WWE, think they're wimp. Those guys are wimps. But at the same time, they don't want anyone speaking against WWE. Where is the logic there? They just they just want to be negative. I don't get it. All right. Uh, what else was there? Yeah, that, that's just mental to me. But they, since then, WWE said they can use their real name. They just can't use their gimmick name. And it's not because they're just be, they've like had a change of heart. They're like, oh, let's let these people you know get some extra income. It's because 
that's getting attention from people and they don't want, they don't want it out there that they call they They don't give employee benefits. I mean, come on. They don't want the backlash. Uh, JR getting trouble. This, this is dumb. Now I've, people are saying that I'm too woke lately and I'm not for sexism or anything, but I'm also not and not a moron. I'm not crazy. I'm also a guy and Jim Ross on, on the show, he was like, did she, I think it was Penelope. Did Penelope have, I might be wrong, but whoever it was, did she have a, uh, a wardrobe, wardrobe malfunction or is that just wishful thinking? It's a joke. He wasn't saying like, ah, oh, let's go rip her clothes. Uh, he, it was to, it's totally a, a tame joke. That's nothing for anyone to get upset about. Anyone who I don't believe anyone is legit upset about that. I think that's just something people want to say they're upset about because no one would. Re- I mean, who would even be watching? Would you be watching wrestling if you were if you if that upset you? How could you enjoy wrestling at all? I couldn't imagine like you'd be a wrestling fan if something if something so tame like would drive you crazy. Speaking of that, let's get to these questions. Fuck, Mary kill, Missy Hyatt, Sonny, and Molly Holly. If that upsets you, you're living now. Your head's exploding. You're like, what? How dare he? How dare this man? Whew. Well, I guess I'll marry Molly Holly. If it was Sonny in her prime, Sonny's always been nice to me, so I won't kill her. Sonny's very nice to me. And uh, Missy Hyatt, I, nothing against you, but... You're the odd woman out. I guess you're out. You're out of here. Marty Van Buren, if you could trade one male and female wrestler in AEW for one in WWE, who would you trade? Interesting. Uh, get rid of Swole. And if you could bring in Charlotte. Well, I want to say Charlotte because Charlotte's you. I'd use some, probably someone who's not used very well who could do something good in, w, in AEW. I mean, Asuka, I mean, she's used well in WWE too. But Asuka, I mean, if, okay, I'll just say it, you, Charlotte or Asuka because I think they're the best. Um, male wrestler. Hmm. Let's get rid of Sabian. I'm not really, I'm not really in this dude. Sabian, we're sending you off to WWE. And uh, who are we going to bring in? There's a lot of guys who would be better off. Hmm. I was going to say Randy Orton because he's so boring in WWE, but I do think he's talented, so you'd have a whole bunch of new people to work with. I do think there'd be a backlash bringing in someone so big from WWE. I think you need to bring in someone who's under the radar, who uh, fans like, but it's just not used particularly well. Maybe Keith Lee before like uh, he's ruined too much. Adam Cole, Adam Cole, bring in Adam Cole. Um, in almost two decades of interviewing human beings, who has made you uncomfortable? Easy one for me, Rock and Roll Buck Zumoff, and then we can see why. But that was very uncomfortable on the show, even before we knew anything. Also, who has made you feel like a real man? I mean, I'm always, I mean, I'm Jackie Jones. I'm fucking always feeling like a man. 
I remember uh, Goldie was talking about giving head or something. That's kind of cool. Thoughts uh, on Marty Jannetty? Yes, yeah, so Marty Jannetty. That's a very big open question because there's like a lot of things. So uh, when he said he killed the, uh, oh, that's a good one too. Actually, Urias says bring in Matt Riddle. That would be a good one again before he's too exposed in WWE. Matt Riddle would be a good. One. Um, where was I? Oh, Marty Jannetty. So Marty Jannetty, you know, uh, uh, it was like a month or two. I don't know. Time, I don't know about time anymore because you're just sitting around, you can't go anywhere. But anyway, a little while ago, Marty said he killed a guy when he was 12. And then I saw a lot of people like, you know, good for him. He did the right thing. Just assuming, because Marty Jannetty said it, it's true, and every, and how it happened is totally accurate. There's no way it could just be made. The whole thing could be made up and no truth to it, or how it happened, you know, could be could have been changed. They just totally took it as face value. Oh, of, of course, he killed a guy who was trying to rape him. It's like okay. So anyway, now he's saying that that was the start of a storyline. <laughs> what? What? What storyline? Where? First of all, it doesn't work anywhere for any wrestling company. So where would it be a storyline for? And what company is going to do this? Is WWE going to bring in it? This is their new storyline. Marty Jannetty murdered a, 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 a pedophile who tried to rape him when he was 12. This is how they're bringing back Marty Jannetty. They're not going to do that in AEW. Where, they're, did XPW come back? Is he going to come in and, and feud with Pogo the Clown? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's going to happen. I don't know. but Or, or storyline where on his... Twit on his uh, on his social media page on Facebook. I don't know. That was out there, and then um, and then he had some big tirade on Black Lives Matter, which I'm not going to go into. And I'm going to try to keep politics off the show. But I I'll just say this: I could see reading Marty Jannetty Facebook. I actually like Marty Jannetty. I can't dislike him, but it's very I I can see why he was fired many times. John Barker, which Hediverse member would you love to beat down and make them humble? Whoa. Hot man. Who needs a humbling? Vic Schiavone. He's been, uh, you know, he's got a big big head here for a while. I think it needs some humbling. Yeah, take down Vic Schiavone. I was going to do that this year at the uh, at, um, New England Fan Fest, but it was canceled, unfortunately. But, yeah, Vic Schiavone's getting big for his britches. Holy shit. All right. I thought maybe I'd be off the hook this week with Nikhil, but apparently not. Nikhil Callahan. If you want to submit questions, join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash IYTrestling, or email me at uh, IYTrestling at gmail.com. Um, Golgo says, uh, Janetti needs to get some help or is most likely going to die too young. I mean, he's probably, I don't want to be morbid, but I think he's probably, he's probably lived longer than most people assume. Uh, only 10 tonight. All right. Well, thank Uh, all right. Who do you think Jericho will feud with next in AW? I think they're going to do the team, which I think is a smart idea. Um, Jake and, um, Jen, Jake and Janetti, Jake and Jericho. Um, I don't really think the FTR feud is smart. I think the matches would be good in the promos, but I think the heel versus heel team doesn't quite work. I don't know who you'd feed them. Uh, I think you need a good uh, babyface team to feed them with. I don't have to think about it. 
Who's the big baby face teams? Because they just broke up uh, Paige. And, uh, I like uh, Jurassic Express, but I don't really see that worthy f- them worthy for uh, Jake and Jericho. Private Party. Mm. I mean, eventually you could do the Young Bucks, but I think they're going to be. You're gonna be I think they're going to be heels too. So I don't know who's the big. I don't know if they, they, they're really lacking uh, baby face teams right now. Um, the Gun Club. Nah, that's not working for me. Um. Hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. Maybe you build a new team for them to feud with. Oh no! I think it's better to feud them with an established team that would really ele- get them elevated. I think FTR, I mean, like status-wise, works, but I think it would work better if FTR were baby faces right now. Um, I don't know. Best friends. I mean, they're already in the feud, and as much as I actually personally like best friends, I don't know if they're – I think you really need a top team from the feud with. Um, thoughts on – oh, sorry. Uh, do you think Archer should beat Moxie for the AEW title? No. I think uh, Moxie should keep it for a while. And if he was going to lose it, I think MJF would have been a good uh, – I do see the I do see an argument. I'll say I'll continue. No, but I do see the argument of this could elevate Archer to the next level if you want to go with him, which is possible. I mean, having the title could uh, benefit Archer, so I I understand. I understand the in theory it could work, but I I wouldn't. Do you think AJ Styles will one day join AEW? I think it was a few years ago he'd be there and it would be some tremendous stuff. Um, I don't know. I think they'll really. Make sure to keep AJ. I think they'll just pay him so much he'll stay there because they say McMahon really likes him. Uh, thoughts on Eric Young being TNA champ? I'm a big fan of Eric Young. I, I mean, but I, I don't really know how much that does for TNA, to be honest. Uh, with Finn Balor as NXT champion, is that a downgrade for him? I mean, if you're going to be part of NXT, I mean, you have to go for the title. Otherwise, why would you even be there? If you if they act like uh, a guy in NXT is above their their top title, then they shouldn't be there because that just really hurts the company. Uh, and is that a um, and what's next for Adam Cole? I don't really follow NXT, so I don't know. Sorry. Go to AEW, Adam Cole. Thoughts on? Oh, he's probably going to go to the main roster. I guess. Thoughts on Authors of Pain being released? Um, a little surprising. <coughs> I've uh, never really seen anything in them. Um, I know they're kind of big. They're not really that big. I don't know. I, I really never saw anything in them. They gave me some shots, but I never really saw much of them. Um, who will be in the main event at Full Gear? Full Gear. So Moxley... I think we'll continue being the champ. Hmm. Maybe uh, if the tag if the tag belts run the court, if Jericho and them run their course by then, you could do the rematch, Jericho versus Moxley. But I don't think so. I think he'll probably still be in the tag by then. Oh, we just did MJF. We're doing Archer. 
really running through a lot of the the top guys. Um, we'll see how things go with Miro. You could possibly do that. Um, do you think WWE will struggle to get another big TV deal if the ratings don't improve? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I don't think they'll get these this billion dollar deal again. Which version was better and why? Also, uh, their worst moments you can think of as a certain character. Luke Harper or Brody Lee? That's an interesting question. I would have thought going in it would definitely be Brody Lee. If I take the last few weeks, I'd have pick Brody Lee. But Luke Harper did a lot of good stuff when they were with the Wyatts. I think the initial run with the Wyatts is a good stuff. Um, anything after after they split up the Wyatts was bad, I think, with Luke Harper. I really – I that mallet team was, was the pits. Um, Dean Ambrose or Moxley – Hmm. Well, Dean Ambrose did some bad stuff later when he was singles guy, but the Shield stuff was tremendous. That was off the charts. So, to go, but I also loved if you go and just want all Moxley. I thought his stuff uh, pre WWE was great. I mean, actually, uh, I'm a fan. I'll, I'll just say Moxley, but uh, it's hard to beat the Shield stuff. I think that was some of the best stuff in, in modern wrestling. FTR revival, definitely FTR. I would say. Uh, unless you include NXT, their stuff in NXT was good. Uh, Cody or Cody, definitely Cody in AEW, no comparison. Uh, Sean Spears or Tyler Dillinger, no, no, no comparison there. Uh, I thought that was, I really under, didn't understand why they signed him, but I actually like Sean Spears in AEW. Uh, Jake Hagar or Jack Swagger? I guess Hagar, but I still don't think they've used him to his uh, top ability honestly but a lot of stuff i didn't really care for swagger i did like the we the people stuff that's probably the best uh the worst stuff for swagger is probably when was was he in that no i don't think he was Was, who was in that team where it was like the the international team with sheamus and stuff i mean he wasn't in that i guess pack or neville definitely pack i was i wasn't a big fan of neville at all in, in wwe why haven't the WWE ever pushed tag team wrestling? That's a good question. I, I don't know. I mean, they've had some great teams. Honestly, like in the 90s when uh, the Dudleys and Edge and Christian and the Hardys, like you, that could have made a, that could have been main event stuff. And th- uh, different times. Uh, the Howard Foundation, when you had them and the Bulldog. I don't know. I guess McMahon just doesn't see that as being uh, – I think he just sees, you know – for the most part, the top guys being. I think it goes back to what his dad pushed. His dad always pushed the the main event, big baby face, and that was WWE was a continuation of that, or WWF was a continuation of that. WWE is a continuation of that. For the most part, it's always been a big baby face champ is the main thing in WWE. Um, Everyone's it wasn't really to modern day. They went with a like a long term heel champ. Dodge Dean Maya, would you rather eat a bag full of chocolate dicks or a bag full of chocolate pussies? Depends um, if they're milk chocolate or dark chocolate. Uh, you know, I used to I used to not like dark chocolate, but now that I don't eat sweets, I actually start to like the flavor of dark chocolate. That's more of an interesting thing, though, I guess, isn't it? He likes the really dark uh, chocolate dicks, from, from what I understand. Uh, Marty Van Buren, is Miro your new favorite AEW wrestler? I'm a fan that they picked him up. I mean, he's, I've only seen him one one day, so no. 
Uh, Juan Wyatt, who's what are your thoughts on Nero uh, Luchasaurus match? Interesting. I'm not. I really liked Luchasaurus when things started, but I think he's really regressed as far as a wrestler goes. Um, he's just all slaps. He just does the slap kicks constantly. I don't know if it was after his injury or what. I don't dislike him, but I don't really see a lot of uh, – I don't see him as like a top guy, honestly. Uh, he's moved down to my book instead of up. I like the look. He's a big dude. It's kind of funny, but something missing there. And uh, He's too slap heavy. I know that's a big thing in wrestling, but that's like all he does. And some of his stuff's a little awkward. I don't know. I don't, Like I said, I don't want to hate the guy, but. Uh, but anyway, thanks for the questions. I appreciate that. I also appreciate you guys to uh, subscribe here on the YouTube page, uh, share the YouTube page. People share a lot of stuff on In Your Head, and I'm totally fine with that. Don't get me wrong. But they're sharing, you know, they're, they're sharing Jim Corner Experience. They're sharing uh, Jim Ross. They're sharing Hannibal TV. Hey, you know what, Eddieverse? You can share In Your Head, too. Go and share In Your Head. Don't be annoying. Don't go spam up the place. But... If you're part of the Headyverse, share the Headyverse out to your friends too. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you get your uh, wherever you get your podcast. Try really check us out on the new Anchor page. That'll help us out a little bit in the pesos. Um, there's a, you can also um, you can click on the Anchor page and donate money. You can do like a buck a month or five bucks a month, whatever. It really help us out. Uh, there's a lot of new expenses uh, to uh, do the show. I've got a. I'm in the middle. No, not even the middle. I'm in the very tippy top of restoring 16 years of content because GoDaddy are bitches. So um, yeah, I've got 15 more 15 more years of content to uh, of in your head content to uh, restore to the website. Right now is all dead links except for 2020. It's long tedious task i've done two years of without your head this it's really going to take a long time to do this um so help out share the show um someone uh mentions cut the show into clips um i do that in without your head um someone would like to help out with that that would be great uh i'm one guy doing all the technical stuff it really is it's too much for me to do all of that i would appreciate if someone would help you could even just Go if you listen to the show and archive. What you do is just send me the the uh, time cues. Like, hey, thirteen minutes and twelve seconds here. You guys talk about so and so. Send that to me. It would be easy for me to cut out and post as as clips. Um, you know, if we if we review a pay per view, if it was a funny or interesting, newsworthy topic, something like that, it would really help out the show. And I appreciate it. And we'll give you a shout out on the show. Speaking of shout outs, I want to thank uh, all the fine folks who have helped. Uh, cover in your head and without your head expenses here and that is mike fink a great man uh he donates every month hell yeah mike fink you're a good guy steven simmons also a good guy longtime listener to the headyverse in your head vic Schiavone, one of my all-time favorites i guess i won't humble him uh listening in your head without your heads helped out brian matthew Clutter, even though he's in your heads uh enters young boy I won't hold that against him. He's a good man. He's helping out the show. Our very own GoGo13 here is a great guy. He listens to all this stuff and helped uh, help out the website. 
And uh, Nikhil Callahan, not only does he send in tons of questions, he helps out uh, right here to pay for the expenses. I appreciate that. And James Lamont, a big uh, Without Your Head fan, also appreciated. Uh, if you guys are into horror movies or, key, or movies in general, uh, check out the new Without Your Head podcast network. So you get Without Your Head get a bunch of uh, horror movie interviews it's live every thursday uh there's also a bunch of other podcasts that have joined the network so you've got um, launch over which talks about uh, independent films and interviews a lot of independent uh, filmmakers um curious transmissions which is a show about ufos and and weird stuff like that um new show just uh the first one just dropped today and that is tales from the tomb which is a show about uh, cryptozoology and independent horror music. It's a weird combination of stuff. And Trash Arts Take, which is uh independent uh, film podcast out of the UK. So if you are interested in hearing uh, stuff about um, uh, British um, independent film, you guys can check that out. All of them have their own RSS feed, so you can subscribe to everything or one at a time. And that's at withoutyourhead.com. All right, you can hear us uh, live this Thursday. Myself, Terrible Troy, and the returning treacherous Trista. We will be on live with Todd Farmer, the script writer for Jason X. Jason X, Jason Goes to Space. We're going to talk to the man who actually wrote this out. What was in this man's head? Listen to that. Watch that. It's going to be a live video interview on withoutyourhead.com or you go to uh, withoutyourhead.com slash live or youtube.com slash c slash without your head slash live just go to without your head.com live and it'll bring you right there but anyway i had a good time uh thanks for listening uh, i'll do this again uh next week after aw and don't forget tuesday nights uh me and the inch man with the whole heady verse will be doing uh traditional in your head uh on wednesday i'm just going to do a post show probably fairly quick and probably i probably might just keep it to myself i don't know we got a lot of zoom callers on the on the live show on tuesday so if you want to zoom in do that and until next week, this is Jackie Jones. Thanks from the Headyverse. Thanks, everyone listening. Thanks, all you guys who are helping out, uh, paying for the site, and also help spread the head, share the shows, get it out there. Do it. Bye-bye, everybody. Andre the Giant. Andre was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not small. No, no, no. Andre could he could fight, drink, 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 and a fight, fight, fight. Andre was big, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was not small, no, no, no. Andre could drink, and he could fight, drink, 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 and a fight, fight, fight. Andre the Giant. Andre was big, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was not small, no, no, no. Andre was big. He was not bad, a great big heart and a great big man. Andre was big, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was not small, no, no, no. Andre could drink and he could fight. Drink, 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 and fight, fight, fight. Andre the Giant. From Grenoble, France.